0: Hey, 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 it's Todd Fox from Halos in the Infield. Have you ever thought of owning your own Amazon store? Amazon is making a killing nowadays. I've been hearing a lot of buzz about people making additional income through Amazon. And that's what we all need to do, especially with the price of gas soaring, food prices on the rise, and the economy taking a fall. So why not make some extra money? So there's this company I know about called Riley Ecom who can help you set your own store up without having to spend hours learning how to run it. They do everything for you. So if anyone is interested in knowing more about owning an Amazon store or has any questions at all, please call Jason at Riley Ecom at 562-455-7154. Tell him that Todd Fox sent you. Once again, that's 562-455-7154. Because who can use some easy money right now and some extra money? I
1: know I can. How about you? Swilly of Angel's TikTok stops by to give her opinion on Angel's baseball. What's going on? You got to hear this. Make sure to tune in. Oh, and first pitch, crushing! What you doing there, Bill? Satellite dish trouble? Nah, I'm just up here to kill myself. And viva los Angelitos, and welcome to Halos in the Infield. My name is Fernando Mendez, joined here by a face your might be familiar with if you're on Angel's TikTok, and that's Swilly. Swilly, thanks for joining us. Absolutely, thank you so much for having me, I appreciate it. No problem. So why are we having you on? Go ahead and introduce yourself, tell the fans a little bit about yourself.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're here to be sad together um, about the first half of the of the angel season um but no so my name is Swilly uh born and raised in Orange County California um i found the Angels on my own uh i didn't have any family that really watched baseball um so uh, once i started playing softball uh, i started watching baseball to try to get better at the sport and here we are and you know i grew up really close to Angel Stadium too so you know it's just a shot down the 57 and Yeah,
1: that's pretty much it. Oh, so what was your draw to baseball? You know, since you were playing softball, I know there's a natural connection there, but what was the real appeal to baseball for you?
0: You know, well, okay. So let me kind of back up a little bit. I've always been a really athletic kid. I was really athletic growing up. I wanted to play all of the sports and I have always been really competitive from like a young age. If I didn't win a board game, oh hell no! I it was it was not a fun time for anybody around me. So I've always been really competitive. Um, and I think the thing that stuck with baseball and softball was this idea of it being so individual, but also so like team oriented. Um, I, I there's two things about me really. I like to be in control, but then I also love like the camaraderie aspect of it Um, and it's like literally not like any other sport i mean you know i guess in america maybe like you know you can compare it to like cricket or something like that but you know when people compare baseball to like football or basketball like you can't you can't even compare it so different um yeah and uh, you know also just when i started watching baseball really there were so many of these really big names that people were talking about one of them really being Mike Trout, that was really when I first really started, that's when I really started to get invested um, when he got drafted in 2009. So really because of softball and then just how different it was, that's that's where I found my love for the game.
1: So yeah. Yeah, I'll give you that. I've always kind of liked the, the chess game that is baseball. Yes. You know, every other game is so straightforward. You know, football, mm-hmm. you have to advance down the field, basketball, you gotta make it in the bucket you know, hockey, you got to make it in the net. Same, same right. idea with soccer, but you know, with baseball, mm-hmm. like it's one of the only games where like, what you did two weeks ago might actually matter today. If you're in a slump, right. it actually matters. You know, there's such mm-hmm. a mental aspect to baseball that you really don't understand unless you play baseball or softball, you know, which is mm-hmm. basically the same kind of world. I think softball is a little more fast paced because, you know, the field's a little bit smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, because of that, it makes the game of softball so much more fast-paced because the the yeah. bases are closer together. But yeah, same basic idea.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean there. I mean, yeah, even just thinking about the concept of like when you're on offense, the defense is starting with the ball. Like even that, you know. And yeah, there's base running and hitting and fielding. Like there's just so many things to learn. And even now. You know, I played softball, luckily I was able to play in high school and college and cool. now, you know, I still watch baseball every day and I'm still learning. So, which is fun for me. I like to learn, so.
1: I don't think any of us will ever truly know every baseball world, there's just way too many.
0: <laughs> absolutely not, there's, there's absolutely.
1: Okay, so, um, favorite angel overall? You know, and I won't take, you know, the obvious, you know, Trout, or Otani anything like that.
0: That's a hard question. There's, there's a lot of uh, different angels that I admire for a lot of different reasons.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: so I guess the first two that really jump out to me, the first one is Jared Weaver. Uh, Jared okay. Weaver taught me that my intensity was uh, something that could benefit me if I like used it correctly. Um, one of the things that I figured out really quickly as an athlete was, was that I was really intense. And as like a 12-year-old playing softball, that like, that was kind of weird or not weird, but like, you know, like, different, you so yeah, different. different. Yeah. Like, why are you so upset? Or like, why, you know, if I'm cheering so loud, it's like, oh my God, you're so loud. Like he taught me that like my intensity wasn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, and so I just, I love watching him pitch. Um, and you know, we both also had the same number. So I always my favorite number is 36, and then he also just happened to have it. Um, so yeah, Jared Weaver is probably one uh, just for that kind of like play style aspect, I guess. And then the other one, I'm again, there's so many, but the the other one that really jumps out to me is Blatty. Blatty um, was just, I mean, how could you like not watch him with smile on your face at all times. He was so fun to watch. I mean, the one thing that always sticks out to me is that ball that he hit that bounced five feet in front of him. And like, he was just so fun to watch. Um, Big old smile on his face. He just looked like he was having so much fun, which is why I wanted to play too.
1: So yeah. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, he was a fun player to watch. Super scrappy, super different. Mm -hmm. A guy you never really, you know, he was, Another guy who I really liked was like Sean Figgins for almost I, the same literally kind literally of
0: top of the list too. Love <laughs> okay. Sean Figgins, love
1: him. For me, I think, I, I, everyone who like listens to the show knows that I'm a big like Yunel Escobar apologist. Okay. So I like think of a ton of excuses for him.
0: Uh, <laughs> but I
1: think if, when it really boils down to, like my favorite guy was always Andrelton Simmons. I loved the way he played, I loved his defense. Awesome. And I liked how he was actually here, he actually used his bat for good, yeah. you know. When he was with the Braves, he wasn't a good hitter, came here kind of figured it out. And then since he left to the twins and the Cubs, just kind of sucked again (laughs) offensively.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Simba, Simba was great too. Um, He, I I always like hitting is fun, uh, but I don't know, I'm kind of weird. At the end of the day, I love being on defense. So watching him play shortstop or really just middle infield was amazing.
1: I couldn't hit the broad side of a barn like when I was a kid. So <laughs> yeah. I always prioritize defense because that's the one thing right. I could do. So
0: That's fair. Yeah. The hitting took a while for me too. Uh, yeah. It took a while for me to figure out.
1: Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> what What would you say? How old were you?
0: So I started playing when I was 12, which in Southern California for baseball or softball is kind of considered a little late. Yeah.
1: Uh, Super. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but Yeah. <laughs> But, um, you know, I, I was I was busy trying to find my other sport. really busy trying to find the sport that I really liked. Softball was just like one of the last ones.
1: What else eating. did you try?
0: Oh, geez, I did soccer. I did basketball. I did um, I did ice skating for a little bit. Uh, yeah. I know it's super <laughs> random. Uh, my dad was super into supercross. so I rode dirt bikes for a while. okay. Uh, I did water polo for a couple of years, okay. like all over the place.
1: Did people consider you like a tomboy growing up?
0: Yes. Because, oh my God. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, okay. even fair even enough. looking back at like old pictures and stuff, I'm like, wow, I was a tomboy for sure.
1: Okay. Fair enough. Nothing wrong with Yeah. That. Okay. Yeah. So um, I, I guess let's get into the the nitty gritty of the first half of the season. I, there's obviously so much to unpack here, and it'd be unfair to sit here for you know six hours and talk about the, the big issues. But what are some of like the things that are frustrates you the most when you just overall think of the first half? I know there's a long list, but really like try to get like at least two things, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, one of the moments that really sticks out to me, and I think that there are a couple of people in my circle that I kind of talk to a lot about baseball that could attest to this. But a couple weeks into the season, I was like, man, we are going to live and die by this home run ball. (laughs) And look at us now. I was like, you know, we are hitting the crap out of the ball right now, which is awesome. You know, at one point in the season, I think we were leading in home runs even above the Yankees, or at least in that top three. Yeah. And um, yeah, I feel like every time we score now, it's on a long ball.
1: Yeah, I wanna say let alone the fact that it's a solo shot. It isn't even like a hey, yeah. hey, it's a three run shot. Right. So I wanna say that we're still like top three in home runs, if I had to say, I wanna say we're still pretty high up there. The problem's just been once again, solo shots. I've kind of given uh, Mike Trout the moniker of Han Solo this year because most of his shots have been solo shots, him specifically.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. He, um, man, he has had a rough couple of weeks. Uh, Yeah. yeah. He's, yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, so, I mean, really, the other big story when it comes to hitting, aside from living and dying by the home run ball, is, I mean, you know, the amount of strikeouts, which is just so obvious like so many swings and misses which swings and misses but also like looking at strike
1: which yeah. makes statue me
0: want to pull Stassi. my hair out I like I can't I can't stand that
1: I don't know yeah. we our fans started calling people I guess our listeners I don't know why I keep saying fans started calling Stassi statue Stassi
0: Statue Stassi, that's good.
1: He's a a big one. I mean, I I especially think back to that game at Chavez Latrine, where he just looked at three (laughs) straight pitches and I'm just like, what are you doing, dude? Take the bat off your shoulder. Didn't try, didn't, didn't flinch, just went up there and didn't do much.
0: The amount of polls that I ran in my life for looking at strike three makes me so angry knowing that he just does that all the time. It, it angers me. Yeah. I, I, I will never, and, and, you know, especially when we're supposed to be aggressive, like when we're down by a bunch of runs or like early on, like how, how do you look at strike two and strike three? I don't understand it.
1: I don't Let know. me ask you this. What's your opinion on Max Stassi overall? Obviously he's been on the team now for what, about three years, yep. I guess four years, 2019. Was that his first year with us?
0: I I want to say yes. I think it was 2019.
1: Yeah. It was 19. He got traded that year. Right. So, yeah. What's your opinion on Max Stassi? Is he a legitimate starter in Major League Baseball? Should he be more of a bench piece?
0: Yeah. I I think that he makes a good second-string catcher. I mean – the thing with Stassi, too, is that, yeah, like, he isn't doing that well at the plate, but, like, that's kind of the norm at the catcher position, right? Like, you have somebody that's behind the plate catching. You're, if they get on base once a game, cool, awesome. But, um, you know, behind the plate, he's really not doing that great either, I don't think. I swear to God, every time somebody runs on him, they're safe. And I feel like there are a lot of times where he's not really framing the ball as well as he probably could. Um, but you know, he's doing the thing. So I would probably say second string. I was very sad that we didn't grab a catcher in the, um, or a catcher earlier on in the draft. I don't know if you, I'm assuming you watched the draft and you-
1: I did, yeah. We that. reached out to almost every single one of the guys and we only got a couple, a handful of responses. That's, that's par for the course though. People yeah. are like, how do you guys get so many interviews? I'm like, well, if only you guys saw the amount of no responses we got, you know, for the, <laughs> 20 yeses we got, we also got like 80 no responses. 80 no's, yeah. yeah. But don't worry, what you have to do is you have to delete the messages they didn't respond to. So if you respond, it's like, hey, it's our first try. <laughs>
0: first try, easy. Oh,
1: that's yeah. funny, love it. Yeah, my whole thing with Max Stassi has never exactly been like, you know, the talent. I'm not gonna say he didn't deserve yeah. to get his extension. No. I mean, especially because he's going to be making, what, $5 million a year at the peak of his extension? I think this year is a little less, and the next year goes to $5 million. But the thing yeah. with him has always been the fact that he's never fully available. You know, right. like in 2019, too. he was only here for, you know, roughly half the year. I think he came with a trade deadline. So he only played 20 games for us, plus he was a backup. In 2020, he only played in 31 games. Of course, that was the COVID year. Yep. 2021, 87 games. He obviously had the potential to play a full season there. Right barely got over halfway. And then right now we're currently sitting in a situation where he's at 58 games played. So what I'm saying here is that he's not always fully available, which wouldn't be a big issue if Kurt Suzuki wasn't our backup catcher.
0: Right. Yeah. That's, that's exactly it. Yeah. I, I agree with you. And you know, I don't know, maybe it's maybe this is just from my experience, but I don't really mind the idea of you having to, like, two solid catchers that kind of split the season. Like, especially on, dep- like, depending on what your schedule looks like and stuff. But, uh, yeah, with our current backup situation, uh, the fact that he is barely going to scratch 100 games. Is-
1: what was your opinion when they re-signed Kurt Suzuki, since we are on the topic of catchers?
0: Um, I mean... I don't know. It's it's tough because he used to play for us, right? So of course there's like this idea of like, oh, like he's coming back, you know. But also like, he, I don't. I don't want to say that he's old because that he's not old. But for, a, I mean.
1: I mean, for a player.
0: Yeah. You know, for a catcher, it. I mean, you know, yes, you look basically. at some of these other guys that are still catching. Like, I mean, Yachty. Obviously, he's you know kind of an outlier, but like he's older, but okay. he's also like performing.
1: So <laughs> he's a thousand.
0: <laughs> right.
1: But see, he's the um, exception not the rule.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um,
1: but, but no, I, I don't
0: know. I, I wasn't super incredibly thrilled about it, but also like, oh, he used to be an angel. So that's kind of cool. No. I don't know.
1: I don't think I'd be as upset about it if like he wasn't stopping a guy like Matt Dice from getting an opportunity. I mean, Matt Dice has been in the minors forever and I get it, yeah. he's always kind of been kind of like a 4A kind of guy but right. yet, you know, so with Patrick Sandoval so was yeah. Jared Wall, so was Taylor right. Ward like these are guys that now that they got an opportunity have mm-hmm. been able to more or less do much better yeah, and then you have true. guys like Matthias who are just kind of stuck in this triple A limbo and he's never really gotten a legitimate chance here
0: yeah yeah, Wallet got the chance first this year.
1: He did, um, yeah. He's the and then background. how
0: how old is is How old is he?
1: Uh, I'm looking his like career stats up right now. Yeah. So that oh, should that tell me weird. everything. Okay, so he is 24 years old.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: yeah. So he's really not that old. He's still pretty Not at all. Are you kidding
0: me? Yeah. No, not at all.
1: He won't even start making any potential money till 2024. And when he's arbitration eligible and then for those 3 years considering the fact that he hasn't really done much um okay so the most games he's ever played as an Angel was in 2019. He played 53 games. In 2020 he played 8, in 2021 he played 3, and this year he's played 2.
0: <laughs> what yeah um that's kind of, no, that's, that's a little bit of a head scratcher for me. Um, again, if it, if it wasn't who, like, if we had better caliber catchers, I could maybe understand it for sure. Absolutely. Like, you know, get some more time in triple a, but.
1: <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> looking know. right now, his career minor league batting average is 277, which is by definitely not impressive.
0: <laughs> no, it it's not. But again, right now in like you know, with the trends of the baseball world. I mean, you're stoked if your catcher gets on like one out of every four times. You're like, sweet, love it,
1: cool. Yeah, I love defensive catchers. I'm all about a catcher who can bat 220. But the thing with that is when you're batting 220, I need you to provide me some solid defense. That's true. And there's a big difference between 220 and batting 180 like squid.
0: Can't even. Oh man, that's been a tough one. It's so crazy with squid. It's crazy because if you look at his, like his stats, he's like sixth or seventh on our team, and I, I'm in war, I believe. But then you look at his batting. I, I just, oh, it's it sucks because on defense, he's phenomenal again, but. I need bats. Like, we need bats more than anything right now. So,
1: he's got a war of 0.8 in, through 222 at bats, 38 hits. He's got five home runs, and he's batting 171 currently. Golly,
0: that is insane. Yeah. And I mean, I, the and bulk of that say, is offensive. So. Yeah, it does, which is crazy. Like, that shows, you know, how well he is at that. In the middle infield, like he is so good. But like, I, I I'll say this: I was really surprised when we DFA'd Wade over Velasquez. I not that I was super stoked on either of them towards the middle of the season, but I, I mean, at least at least Wade was like getting on base a little bit more.
1: Yeah, and I like the fact that he can bunt for a hit.
0: Right. Yes. Absolutely.
1: Not that Velasquez, that. B- we just never see him do that. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I don't think he did it very many times, but.
1: Okay, so you're obviously not a big Velasquez fan, and that's okay. Let's talk about some of these other it guys. That's who-
0: because I, I, I do uh, see, and this is my issue: is that I just like, I, I don't want to say I get attached because that's not the right word, but like. I, I admire his glove a lot, which makes me hate him less.
1: I don't hate
0: him, yeah. but as somebody that wants our team to win, he's not the answer because he's not hitting. Yeah. He's hitting, one, you said 171? 171. That is, like, and you have a, well, a starting job. That's just crazy.
1: Well, um, and, you know, and the other thing is, realistically, who are you going to put at shortstop? You know what I mean? Now, if David Fletcher is healthy, which he should be pretty soon, yep. that's a different situation. And Although, I'm sure- did when,
0: you see how he did in his most recent stint?
1: No, I saw that he was doing well his first two games with the Bees. Oh,
0: I saw that his his last three games. I mean, you know, he's coming off an injury, right? So, better move it out, fine. He went one for eight, I think.
1: In his stretch of like what, two yeah. games? Or, okay. three games. Whew, okay. <laughs>
0: So, I mean, like I said, you know, coming off of an injury, you will give him the benefit
1: of the doubt. Like,
0: I know
1: it's been a significant amount of time. You got to get the timing back. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah.
0: Although I love Fletch.
1: I'm a big Fletch fan. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. You know, hometown kid.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, grew up a fan. Yep. Fun to watch. I like how nonchalant mm-hmm. he is when he plays. But, see, here's the thing. I hate Rendon because he's too nonchalant. But I like Fletcher because he's nonchalant. Like It's a different,
0: different vibe. It's just absolutely. different.
1: It's a different yeah. vibe. Fletcher is more of like a, like of a SpongeBob. You want to see me do it again? And like <laughs> Rendon's more of like, uh, eh, I don't want to be here.
0: Yeah. Oh, you know, you know, we, we just had this crazy losing streak. I guess I'll get wrist surgery.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So we brought up the wrist surgery thing. What's your opinion on Rendon and what you've seen from him in an angels uniform? I don't care about your opinion of him as a national because, you know, that's, that's <laughs> different. I'm sure.
0: Right. Man, um, you know, again, another, I think another scenario similar to Squid where he is so good at third. I mean, good God, some of these plays he makes, I'm like, I I wish, I wish, I, I wish, you know. But his production at the plate has just hasn't been up to par for the amount of money that we're giving him. And when I lay down and I try to go to sleep at night, I think about how much money we're paying him and how much money we could be giving, you know, like another really large all-star on our roster right now. Um, Oh, totally. But, but, uh, you know, obviously hasn't been up to par. Um, I am very skeptical about the whole situation of him getting a wrist surgery. I'm sure you saw the night before he announced it, he said he was available to pinch hit. Uh, he said, or you know, our hitting coach or whatever. Oh, he's available to pinch hit. And then the next day he announces that he's gonna get wrist surgery after we lose. And then we're under 500 again. Um, it's just, I, it's
1: us. Is this not something you've gotten used to though? You know what I mean? It's always the, oh, he's fine. He's available to pinch hit. Oh, he's out. <laughs> I mean, look what's happening currently with Mike Trout, right? oh he's okay he's available to pinch it, available to pinch it for two or three straight days that's what we hear he's available yeah and then oh he's out of the all-star game i'm just hoping that we don't get to the point where like two or three days from today we're now talking about okay well now he's missed a series oh he's out for the year that's what i always fear because it's been the case with yeah that that
0: is true um Yeah, I I, I will say that, you know, when you compare like a wrist surgery or wrist injury to a back injury, like I can understand, you know, oh, I need to get surgery on this, whatever. I I get that. Um, Coming from somebody that dealt with a lot of back issues during my softball tenure, you know, I popped some Advils and then I got on the field. I don't know. We don't know the extremity of it, I guess, but I don't know. I love Trout, but he's—I do don't know. I don't know. It, it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to say mean things. I'm not good to that.
1: Yeah, that's no, kind of something we've had to get used to here, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I'll ask you a Trout question right now, but you know, the whole thing with Rendon. Seemingly isn't going to get better contract wise. He's getting thirty six million this year, and then he's going to be getting thirty eight million starting. I mean, exactly. Yeah, think about that when your head hits the pillow. Like, what you can do with thirty six million dollars?
0: That's what I'm saying. That's what that's what I do every day. I'm like, this fool is getting so much money, and he's just living his best life, baby. Like,
1: yeah, that's definitely a TikTok.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It is. You know.
1: Yeah, you'll just put, like, you know, like, that you're Rendon, and you're, like, bathing in money. You'll just have to, like, you know, put the background, of like, you in a shower.
0: <laughs> Listen, that's pretty much the reality of it. So you're right. I'm going to do it. Watch.
1: Yeah. Just just have somebody maybe, like, dump coins. Like, it, like that way it looks like it's falling on you. you just got like, la, 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 la. Bathing in the money, baby. You're not having to do
0: essentially a thing. That's exactly
1: what it is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, $38 million from 2023 to 2026 is absolutely crazy. I mean, to think you'll be getting more than trail.
0: That is crazy. You're right. More than Trout. Because Trout's at like, what, 33?
1: Yeah, poor guy. I think think he's like a 32. You know, (laughs) know,
0: right? What a a rough life. I mean, you know.
1: Yeah, I can only imagine what it's like to walk down a red carpet of an all-star game with my, you know, one and a half, two-year-old wearing Gucci.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Although Beckham is so adorable.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: I don't know maybe he's just starting to get into dad mode I don't know I don't know what his deal is but
1: yeah I was gonna okay so my question that I was alluding to was is it time to label Mike Trout as an injury prone not because you want to but has he you know unfortunately gotten the title over the last couple of years
0: you know if you take the name away from it you have I feel like you have to say yes yeah. If if you if you say I have this player who has been in the league for 10 plus years now and has had you know multiple injuries over the span of the last 2 years are they injury prone I feel like you have to say yes
1: Absolutely I mean going back to what like 2017 is when it really started for him right it was that was the year that I think he slid into the base against the Astros and he like jammed his thumb oh, or whatever right. and yes. then he started wearing the oven mitt And then then everybody started wearing
0: the oven mitt.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Eric Young Jr. kind of came out of nowhere and, like, turned into Mike Trout for, like, 40 games. (laughs)
0: 40 games.
1: Yeah, right. So, in 2017, he played in 114 games. In 2018, 140. So, that was a good season. 2019, 134 games. He was injured for part of the year, but he did win an MVP. 2020, you know, we'll we'll scrap that year. He was healthy. 2021, he only played in 36 games, and as of right now, he's at 79 games out of what, like almost 90. Yeah, 92. Something, yeah, sounds right. I
0: think it's 92. (sighs) Yeah, Um, yeah. I mean, I feel I feel like you have to say that he is, which I mean, again, like he's this is his 12th season. Twelve? Already? I think it's twelve. Cause I'm, yeah, he got drafted in two thousand nine and then he played part of twenty
1: ten. Eleven. Twenty eleven. Oh played- yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: 20, yeah you're so right, This you're is right.
1: his tenth full season, but you know, yeah. you can kind of count eleven. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. I feel like I feel like you you, you have to. And and maybe that's the reason why they're they're babying this so much because you know, if he's out for another season. Yeah. Or not another season, but you know, the rest of the season, I guess, with another injury. Yeah. I mean, I mean I mean, how do you feel? What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think unfortunately you gotta give him the the moniker. You know, this isn't a one or two year thing. It's just like for instance, yeah. like, you know, we're giving everyone's giving Randon that moniker, right? I mean, you know, you go on TikTok, you go on Angels Twitter, you go on anything really. And everyone's like, oh, yep, this guy's an injury-prone. And if we're giving a guy after, you know, two and a half years that title? Right. I mean, what can we do with Trout? I mean, you know, this has been an ongoing issue, unfortunately. I just hope that this year is not a situation where he's on the IL for a long period of time. You know, I've said on a previous episode, you know, this has nothing to do with, you know, oh, baseball fans deserve to watch Mike Trout. It has nothing to do with anything like that. But, you know, you want to see him healthy.
0: Of course you do, team. especially for how much, I mean, to be harsh, like, especially for what we're paying him.
1: I would like to see him on a field. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's unfair for us <laughs> to do as fans though. You know what I mean? We obviously want to see our guys play. I mean, there's You're right. no, Yeah.
0: Of
1: there's course. no doubt about it. Mike Trout is our guy, right? He came yeah. up in this system. He's yeah. been an angel and in theory he will die an angel. Yeah. You know, he signed a lifetime contract. You know, there's a lot of people who are all of a sudden on the trade trout train. I don't know we'll even if you're. get started on that shit. Oh my God. Are you on Angel's Twitter?
0: I Sorry, am I on? Okay. Uh, Angel's Twitter? Not really. I should be. Okay. I, I haven't. It's
1: a toxic I, place. Yeah. I, uh, I haven't.
0: I, I took a step away from Twitter. Twitter? Yeah. Twitter's chaotic. A little chaotic for me.
1: Yeah. I think unfortunately, like, Twitter's just kind of turning into an environment for like social, like yeah. cyberbullying. I'm, (laughs) that's kind of what it is, you know, you, you cyber bully other people or you cyber bully like, you know, organizations, or I see people doing it with players and don't get me wrong. You know, we've been guilty in terms of memes, but you know, I think memes are a little bit more understandable for people than like, Hey, this dude sucks, retire, you know, straight up saying that.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, it's a little harsh. I mean, yeah, Twitter is definitely a very chaotic place. Uh, very chaotic. And, and you know, you look at, like, something, like you said, like, Angel's Twitter. It is like that in every sector of Twitter. I mean, like, you know, I I have, you know, other interests. Like, I'm, I love, okay. a little bit about me. I love Pokemon. I'm a big Pokemon nerd. My so, like, is even if something so wholesome as Pokemon, toxic. It's crazy it's you would never have guessed that but it's pokemon just every, yeah
1: <laughs> i would have never guessed that pokemon twitter would have been a toxic place
0: dude you have no idea really what it is it's people complaining about like you know games that are made or like T like the tcg market which you know i'm just kind of getting back into like baseball card world i did it a lot when i was younger um, but, you know, it's the rise in prices, you know. Yeah. Oh, fuck Pokemon, like, blah, 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 whatever. Fuck the Pokemon Company, whatever, whatever, whatever. So, yeah, Twitter is crazy. And I feel like even if you just go on Instagram and look at some of these Instagram profiles that are posting things, you know, even not just about the Angels, but Trout or Otani in general, it is just oh, you know, two of the best players on the worst franchise in the world, poverty franchise. Like it gets yeah. so sickening. I, I can't
1: handle it. I, I do wish I had a dollar though, for every time I saw that. Like, oh, they're wasting their careers. They're wasting their Dude. careers. But don't get me wrong, like, you know, Here's the thing, we can say that because we're Angels fans. And I, you know, we've all been frustrated and I'm sure deep down, we're kind of like, yeah, I mean, low key, we kind of are wasting these guys. You know, it's natural to feel like that. I don't think there's anything wrong with us feeling like that deep down, but it's that situation. Like, hey, you don't say that about my team. Only I say that about my team. Exactly, I completely
0: completely agree with you. And yeah, the whole trout getting traded thing like that, It just it bothers me so much because it's it's an example of people that want to, you know, poke fun at something that they haven't clearly done any of their research on. Like people forget that he signed his contract like three years ago when we still really weren't doing all that great. If he wanted to leave, he would have left. And who's to say if he doesn't request a trade, like, later in his contract? You know, obviously, I want him to be an angel for life. Like, that's the guy, right? Like you yeah. said. But he's not going to request a trade 25% of the way through his contract. He's not going to do it. He has a family now. He has a house in, you know, probably somewhere in in South Orange County. Like, he's – I mean, he's going to be that guy regardless of what team he goes to. But, you know, it it – People are just mad that their team passed up on him in the draft. And I don't know what to tell Absolutely.
1: you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we based, we almost did. Right. <laughs> I mean, you don't was... have to say that part. Yeah. Right. We literally drafted Grant Green before we drafted Mike Trout.
0: <laughs> That's true.
1: Um, I, 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 do you remember Grant Green?
0: <sighs> I remember the name, but okay. it's back in my memory bank somewhere. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's, it's deep down there, along with guys deep. like 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 John McDonald and
0: yeah, yes, exactly.
1: Caleb Coward.
0: Oh my God! Yes, exactly. <laughs> We're
1: gonna throw those names down at the bottom and pretend they don't exist.
0: <laughs> exactly. What names? Honestly.
1: Yeah, right. I like to occasionally think of some fond ones I have, like Efren Navarro. I like him.
0: Oh, there's a good one. Okay. Yeah,
1: he was fun. He was he was a good guy.
0: Another well, one, Meister Isritus. I was thinking about him the other day.
1: Uh, is Taurus?
0: Yes, sorry. I said I said his last
1: name wrong. You're fine. I'm sure everyone There's goes. another
0: one that's like way back there and I'm just like, "Oh
1: yeah, you existed." Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. So, um I, we we've just been kind of shitting on the Angels for like the last like 15 minutes, and that's fine because I mean, let's be realistic. The first half was really, really rough. Now, the first month and some change of the season, great. We were on cloud 9, you know, everybody was Going ballistic, right? There was people literally bringing thundersticks into the stadium on a right. random May game. So right. things were good in Angels in Angels world. Yeah. And then the Toronto Blue Jays came to town, and ever yeah. since then we've gotten our cheeks clapped almost every <laughs> single series. And it's just, it, it's just, I don't know. It's it, it's it's hard to describe. It's just Where like. Where do you begin? Exactly. Like I'm literally at a loss for words. Like I'm trying to think of like a joke or a meme and it's just nothing really makes sense because it's just so frustrating and it's really hard to articulate what's going wrong, why it's going wrong. Because I think the issue isn't this season. It's been really the failure of the last like decade. Sure. 2014, we made the playoffs, but once again, exactly. Once again, that was the exception not the rule. I've said that like 15 times this episode because really the angels have no explanation as to what's going wrong and why.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know either. I, I think that our owner would probably say the same. I don't think he knows what's wrong and he doesn't know how to fix it. Like I, you know, I, I, you know, when, when Madden got fired, um, that was such a strange point in the series. I mean, the losing streak was strange, right? But you know, at that point in time, I was like, okay, if they're going to fire Joe Madden, then he either must've been the problem or this is going to be a spark. That's gonna, you know, rally the troops baby and everything is going to be okay again. And you know, he got fired, we lost the first game, and then we won the next game. And then I think we scored some crazy amount of runs against the Mets with the City Connect debut. And I made a TikTok about, about it. I was like, dude, we're two for three. You know, we're two for our last three. We've scored, you know, however many runs. Like, everything's fine. Madden was the problem. And although I do still think that he might have been the issue, I don't know why we're not cleaning house elsewhere.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I think the, the, the biggest issue is the fact that, okay, anytime some you lose 14 games, someone has to get fired. Yeah, yeah, This I is agree. professional sports. Especially it doesn't where matter. we
0: were. We were 10 Absolutely. games over 500, and then yeah. you lose
1: 14 games. We were a top, like, five team in baseball at that time in terms of record, you know. Yeah. Where everything was clicking. The offense was clicking. The, the starting pitching. It has been decent throughout the whole year, but was doing really well. You know, yeah. the bullpen was fine. And then all of a sudden, we just went on this monster collapse. But yeah. the problem is that it's a lot easier to fire one person, which was, of course, Joe Madden, than it is mm-hmm. to fire, you know, Paul Sereno, Jeremy Reed, and Matt Wise. It's a lot harder to replace three guys in the middle of the sure. than it is to replace one guy. Especially because yeah. no matter which way you slice and dice it, uh, Joe Madden was not Perry Manazian's guy. He no. did not hire Joe Madden, you no. know. And Taylor Blake Ward made an argument that, well, I think Joe Madden's everyone's guy. Yeah. Okay, sure, but it's Is kind of he? like, exactly. It's kind of like if you get like a job, like you know, working at you know Panera Bread, your manager kind of has to be your guy or gal because sure. <laughs> you're dealt that hand. You have to work with him. Yeah,
0: it. yeah, I agree. And um, that, that's that's my dog in the background. Don't.
1: Oh, it's fine. I get yeah. it. He's mad. What kind of dog?
0: I have a Great Dane. Oh. Yeah, he's he's seven months old, so he's still a puppy, which means he's just like this big, clumsy creature. So you hear him
1: running into my blinds. That's what that is. I was an animal trainer for seven years.
0: Really? Oh, that's amazing. I used
1: to work at SeaWorld, so.
0: Wow, that's insane. What an experience.
1: It was cool. Wow. It was something yeah. I always wanted to do.
0: Okay, that was going to be my next question. Is that something that you like? I mean, did you go to school for it
1: or? I did not. I had to like start from the base level. So I started off as a ride operator because that was the only thing they were hiring for at the time. You needed to be in a department for 90 days before you could switch. So I did my 90 days, transferred to education and um, education or education and conservation. Sorry. And then I did like day camps and everything. And after I did that for about a year and a half, I worked my way to animal training. And I worked at the pet's rule show.
0: Wow. That's amazing. Missing. That's it, really
1: cool. It was fun, and now I work for a pest control company. Com- completely different world.
0: Completely different. You know, still uh, animals, I guess, maybe.
1: We try we, we we try to get rid of animals naturally before we do anything else. There, uh, you, go. <laughs> there you go.
0: There you we're go. We're all
1: animal lovers, so contrary to what somebody might think.
0: Like yeah. Um.
1: So. I what we were talking about. I, I do too. I mean, I, I, I had a little <laughs> bit of enjoyment talking about something good because we've been talking about, you know, something that's been just right. outright depressing.
0: Joe Madden is what we were talking about.
1: There you go, Joe Madden. So, yeah, the whole Joe Madden thing is a lot easier to fire one person than it is to fire essentially three people. But I do definitely see a situation where Perry Manassian most likely going to clean house this offseason. And, you know, I have to give Perry a fair shake. He's never really had an opportunity to clean house on a coaching staff. You know, he, he acquired this coaching staff. I think the only kind of move he made was hiring Phil Nevin as a third base coach. Maybe he kind of knew, hey, if Joe Madden doesn't work out, I like Phil Nevin. Because I've heard talk that Phil Nevin's a little closer to Perry's guy. Okay. Than, um, than Joe Madden was, but you know that's just okay. what I hear. That's all hearsay.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, when when I found out it was it was Nevin, and you know, I mean, I I knew who he was. Like I knew he was our third base coach, but I didn't really know much about him, like as a player or a person. And you know, again, he's a local guy, right? Like. You know, I feel like he's very like old school baseball-y type guy, which like I don't really mind that. I guess if I had to pick new or old school baseball, I kind of lean towards more, more towards old school baseball. But, um, you know, one of the things uh, that I have written down in my notes is that I feel like it's hard for any coach or any interim coach to pick up a team that just has like S-tier superstars on it. Like you know, okay. when you think about like coaches that have to coach someone like LeBron James or Kobe Bryant, like Michael Jordan, you know, you kind of have, or Tom Brady. I mean, you kind—I feel like you kind of have to cater to the athlete a little bit more, and and maybe that's kind of what we've seen a little bit. Although Shohei and Mike Trout, they don't really strike me as somebody like a Kobe Bryant. Like they, like they're not all, you know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like they seem a lot more reserved, humble type of players.
1: Yeah, Kobe Bryant like kind of like being in the limelight, kind of flourish right. in the limelight. So okay, I, yeah, I, I definitely like that take. I can see that. Yeah. You know, I was actually talking to my boss about this either today or yesterday. The fact that like how often in really any sport does a coach, manager, you know, whatever, get fired in the middle of the season and actually field a competitive team it doesn't happen often
0: it does not that's true
1: like that's i think true. the only person that comes immediately to mind yes. was whoever was coaching the cleveland cavaliers year like they won yes with like lebron like i forgot what his I name was
0: couldn't tell you what it was either i i like basketball but i'm not as involved in the basketball i world think as I it might have been
1: tyron lou maybe but yeah they had like some coach i think from europe Okay. That was their head coach. They mm-hmm. fired him in the middle of the season. I think they got Tyron Lue and they ended up winning.
0: Yeah.
1: But like Which, you said, I mean, let's yeah. be honest, like LeBron James is kind of like the head coach of whatever team exactly. he's on. Exactly, <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: The head exactly. coach is just kind of there like, okay, LeBron.
0: Whatever you say, my guy, whatever you yeah. say, we'll do we're it. Gonna do yeah, that. absolutely. Yeah,
1: and absolutely. I don't see Trout or Otani doing that. Like, honestly, I feel like Trout and Otani, that kind of guys were just kind of like sitting there like, okay, cool, man, yeah, whatever. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I agree. However, like, do you think that – I mean, okay. Obviously, on the field, Shohei has has stepped up. Like, that is just a whole different – that's, like, one of the very few, you know, bright spots, right, is Shohei. I'm
1: highlighting very few.
0: Yeah, seriously. Few as in one, two, three, few, right? Like, that's it. He has been so stellar this year and just has – done the classic job of putting the team on his back whenever he can and in baseball you can't control too much but what he can control when he's on the mound it has been so insane to watch I mean you know he's allowed two runs in his last six starts none of them were earned though and he just like he is insane right but I feel like Trout isn't really like I don't know I I I feel like I should see him stepping up a bit
1: yeah, I mean, sure. I've I've had conversations with people who are, you know, in the clubhouse, around the clubhouse. So I know the kind of guys that a lot of these guys are. Sure. And the thing with the Angels is, like, they're very what you see is what you get. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, if you have a perception of somebody, every indication I have is that almost every guy is exactly what you think they are. Okay. From I like top, that, though. Yeah. Like, you know, there's no surprises. There's no, yeah, well, Otani's kind of an asshole. Like, there's nothing like that. It's very much like, nope, that's exactly the kind of person they are. Nope, they're just as quiet as you think they are. They literally <laughs> sit there and, you know, say nothing. That's who they are. And who knows? Maybe that's part of the issue with the Angels. Like, they don't really have a lot of outspoken guys. Like, last year, I remember when, like, the, the collapse kind of started. Mm-hmm. Alex Cobb was the guy who called the player meeting and that yes. was not on my bingo card of guys who would have cared. Cause you know, he was on a, he had one year left before we became right. an agent. He was traded yep. to us. You know, he wasn't a hometown guy. He wasn't a homegrown guy. He didn't really have right. anything invested. He was going to hit the reset button. Why did it matter to him? But clearly it did.
0: Clearly it did. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I don't, I c- I couldn't point a finger to who would do that. You know, actually actually, I might be able to point a finger, and it might be Renjifo, maybe.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can see I, that.
0: I I feel like he's the only player right now that I actually feel like wants to be there and wants to play hard, and his numbers have shown that in the last twenty eight days. Mm-hmm. Like, I I feel like he's the only one that, like, gets on base and is, like, pumped and, like, trying to, like, get his teammates, like, pumped up, too. Like, Mm -hmm. let's string a couple hits together. Let's put a curvy number on the board. I don't see anybody else doing that. And I think you're right. I think that we don't have a guy like that on our team that's, like, you know, let's pull the sticks out of our asses, you guys, and, (laughs) like, actually do something
1: yeah right oh we have bats okay
0: <laughs> oh you mean we can swing them
1: yeah and right we
0: can just we can put the ball in play uh,
1: i never would have guessed by staring concept. at Stassi, <laughs> mr statue
0: i i ref- i refuse to talk about him
1: <laughs> anymore okay fair enough. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's okay <I> forget. <laughs> the one thing that i i will say is you know you don't need one guy to necessarily be the spark plug. You don't need just one. But you know, if you can have a couple of them, that's great. You know, and like right now the Angels are at the point where I, I think the season's over in terms of playoffs. I don't think I mean there's like a one point I think six percent chance I read that they're gonna make is- the playoffs according to I think what was the ESPN. Either way, I mean the, the chances are so slim that it's probably I think you're
0: right. Yeah. Yeah
1: it's just under two percent. But what I'm saying is also they're like near the bottom.
0: (laughs) Right, what we're saying is, so you're saying there's a chance?
1: Yeah, but we say that every year. I mean, you know, the Angels will get just hot enough to get in the conversation and they always kind of like fizzle out. And you know, I know a lot of fans are always like, oh, Major League Baseball is against us. But this is like the one year where I kind of feel like Major League Baseball was like, okay, Angels, we're giving you guys a softball. They made the Otani Mm -hmm. rule. They literally invented a rule, benefited to only help us.
0: Only Otani. Literally,
1: only help us.
0: That is so. Oh my man, I I forget about that. I you know it. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, that was crazy. But yeah, I agree. And and it even took them a while. Um, and for me as a fan, you know, sitting here going like, you're putting this team ahead of us. Like this team that's barely above 500, you're saying that they have a better chance at a wild card spot than we do, and we're however many games over 500. It took them a while, but eventually, what I really think that it took was, you know, this beautiful scene that I have behind me that I go back to when life was good and things were happy. When Detmers hit his, when Demers Denver th- threw his no hitter, I think they kind of were like, okay, I think we can kind of start giving them a little bit of credit now. Yeah. Because that game was, I mean. Again, that was, like, the epitome of what
1: I thought our season was going to be. Yep. You
0: know, double-digit numbers, a no-hitter, Rendon hitting a left-handed home run. I mean, life was so good. <laughs>
1: I, I totally even forget that that was this year. Like, it feels like such a long time ago. <laughs> it feels like a lifetime ago. It really does. And it's just, like, honestly, those 14 games alone felt like an entire season. And it was just ever since then – the season just dragged on. Like, literally, I'm the kind of guy who, like, the only sport I really care about is baseball. I care a little bit about hockey. I don't really watch football like I used to. But, like, it was honestly to the point where, like, I was, like, ready to hit the fast-forward button of the season. Like, you know, I'm unplugging the PlayStation. You know, we're we're deleting this franchise and starting from the beginning. Like, it was just that part of the season where I was just like, you know, man, this – we're in a – Endless pit, and I'm sure you were kind of on the same boat.
0: Yes, I am a very superstitious person. Okay. Uh, I was when I played softball and I am as a fan. Uh, so, you know, I'm sitting here going, should I just not watch anymore? Or like, <laughs> you know, I went to, I think two games during the losing streak. And it's like, am I the problem? Am I the drama? Is it, do I need to just, like, do I just need to stop watching or like, you know, it just, it felt like just everything that could go wrong went wrong. Like I would turn on the TV and then, you know, the, whoever we were playing would score four runs and I'm like, okay, turning that off, not watching that anymore. Um, But yeah, I I agree with you. I'm, I'm pretty sure, even though the optimistic side of me says, you know. Baseball reference, by the way, says 0.7% chance to make the playoffs.
1: Oh, even less not than even I said. Not even one percent. Yeah, way less than I said.
0: Yeah, not even one percent. So, like, you know, maybe a couple, you know, like a, a couple of weeks ago or like a month ago, you know, maybe there's a chance. You know, there aren't really any other teams that are like doing all that great in, you know, in the wild card hunt. But yeah, at this yeah. point, there's just there's no way. I mean, we would have to win so many games and we can't even win a game right and we can't even win a series yeah you know the last time we won a series because i don't uh i
1: i know the last time we split a series was against the rangers (laughs) and that was right before like the collapse that happened
0: right so then that was a two-game series wasn't it it
1: looks like yeah yeah uh i think the last time we won a series was against was it seattle
0: Oh, yes.
1: Oh, no, the White Sox. 27th, 28th, and 29th. So the 27th we won, we lost the 28th, and then we won the 29th.
0: Yes, that's correct. And I went to that game on the 29th, I think, when I think we won like four to nothing, and I'm like, wow, okay, cool. Let's keep doing the thing, you guys. And then I don't know what happened after that.
1: And then we got Um. swept by the Astros. We split with the Marlins. We got our cheeks clapped by the Orioles. We good god, I mean, that lost the been Astros, got the... swept by the Dodgers, and here we are today. Oh
0: man, that's I mean, I think when we got swept by the Orioles, I was like, okay, I think we're done.
1: Yeah, that was that was it for me, you know, especially because like some of those games, like they were at least competitive. Like we lost one to four, Ricella Glissies blew one of the leads, and it was four to five. And that's another guy who's been disappointed be this up. year. Uh, we lost zero to one on that Saturday, and then Sunday we lost five to nine. So it's like half of those games we were in, or I guess three out of the four we were in.
0: You know, it's funny because a lot of the games that we've lost this year, we have been in. I want to say about half of the games that we've lost this year have been by two runs or less. Yep. And you know, if you are at least you know, more than surface level. Into baseball, you know that three is like a pretty solid number, right? Like we like three runs, and you know that to me just says like our hitting is not we're not hitting the ball. And I think it's it. I think the easy excuse, especially for Angels fans, and again people that are like more surface level, um, which which by the way, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not no. saying that 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 it's a bad thing at all, at all, because we all are surface level at some point, right? So I'm not knocking anybody that's like that. But, you know, it's easy to point the finger at the pitching staff. And that's been our our issue for so many years. I think we're just so used to saying it's the pitching pitching staff's fault. But our starting rotation this year, you know, when you line them up with the rest of the league, they're ranked 10th out of 30. And our relief pitching is 14th out of 30. So our pitching is not the issue. But then you look at all of the other hitting stats and we're bottom five in pretty much everything.
1: Yeah, and it's frustrating, especially when your offense is supposed to be your strong suit, right?
0: Yeah, with Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, it doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah, you know, there's another group of guys, right, who are just underperforming. I mean, Jared Walsh immediately comes to mind. Absolutely. He's Under batting 236. We went from being an all-star last year to yep. replacement-level guy. He's got a war yeah. of .2, so he's not much better than the replacement-level guy right now. Honestly, we're at the point where you might want to like platoon him. You know.
0: Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Performing.
1: He really isn't, you know. Now the angels got the goose back, so maybe you need a platoon with the goose.
0: All right. How do you feel about that pickup? Tell me how you feel.
1: Dumpster diving.
0: Yeah. I like I
1: like Phil Goslin.
0: I like him. I do too. I like him as a human.
1: He's a bench player. Just like Squid. You know, if Squid's your starter, there's a problem. If Squid's a bench piece, great, no problem, whatever. You some, you you need a late inning guy for the guy behind you. Three sure. demos, you know, no hitters. Hey, you know, we need to we need buckle down here or a tight defensive game. Yes. I need my best defensive squad out there. Right. Unfortunately, we haven't had too many of those because our bullpen hasn't been able to keep us in games late. I'm looking at you, Aaron Loop. Yeah. But, um, yeah, okay, so let's talk about him for a second. That's a, another big guy right man
0: that's at the top of my list is Aaron Loop I mean to think that he had less than a 1 ERA last year and he has a what 3.7 ERA this year
1: 4.13 I'm sorry 4 0.
0: 0.13 Oh my god I mean how does that even make sense how does that how does that even make sense and you know and I mean obviously when you're relief pitching right like it's going to be later in games yep but in games where it matters same with iglesias i mean they just love to give up runs when you know it's a close game i don't get it
1: no i mean it's just the curse of the angels giving out a contract i mean right Glacius iglesias is two and six with a minus point one era so you know basically replacement level he's got a 4.50 era he's pitched in 35 games this year and he's only gotten 15 saves
0: It's just that's that's so insane. It's just like, so angels. Wow! It's it's you know it's 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 one thing to witness it, and then when you hear the numbers behind it, it's just it it's so bad. Yeah. It's so bad, and and you know I, I never was a pitcher. I could never like the amount of grit it takes to be a pitcher and all that. Like you know I give them props, but it is really hard when your offense isn't scoring any runs, like if you go into a game and you have a couple of runs like behind you, even if you're just winning, I mean, that helps so much. I'm not saying that that should totally matter, but confidence level. And you know what, I mean, really even what types of pitches you throw and how you're acting when runners are on base, it changes everything. And when your offense isn't, isn't hitting and, and you go in, I mean, I don't know.
1: It's, I mean, one of the things that I'll say is it's really obvious when you're watching a game. So the Angels, will, like a pitcher, will give up one or two runs, right? right. The demeanor of the starter completely changes. Like Michael Lorenzo's up there. As soon as he gives up a run or two, like it's almost as if you could tell they're kind of like this game's over, you know. Which
0: is so the opposite of what you're supposed to do in baseball.
1: Absolutely. Because you have nine thing.
0: innings to work with. And you know, the funny thing about that too, is that two or three runs isn't even a lot. I mean, we, we give, we give a pitcher, a starting pitcher, a pat on the back when they have a two to three ERA, right? Great. You're doing the thing. Awesome job. Like, you know, whatever, but you're exactly right. If you feel like it's over before the game is over, then the game is over. I completely agree with you.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, it's definitely part of the problem. It's such a mental game that there's no way, you know, the batters at some point start to pick up on it. Your pitches start getting flat because then you start overthinking. And, you know, it's just such an issue that's been going on. I don't know if it's because of the coaching and it's easy to naturally blame the coaching. We all, you know, everyone does it. It doesn't matter what kind of sport it is. As soon as the team starts falling flat, it's always like, well, it's the coaching. And, you know, to an extent, it is because, Mm -hmm. you know, your coaches are supposed to help you, you know, stay loose. They're supposed to Mm -hmm. help correct you in these type of situations. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, to an extent, it is the coaching, but it's not only the coaching. At some point, you do have to look at the players. You know, the pitchers are are flat right now. The batters are flat right now. You know, they're either swinging too much or not swinging enough. There's no in-between with the angels you you know you have yes. you know the the statues up there or you have the guys who were you know machismo home run like Courtney <laughs> used to say when she used to come on yeah oh
0: man and, and yeah yeah i mean you're you're yeah you're exactly right and um yeah i uh i listened to one of the last episode or when i was it when i when you guys went live a couple of days ago you guys were um, shitting on Brandon Marsh for hitting a, a solo jack when we were playing against the Dodgers, yeah. and I could not, I, I could not agree with you more. It's like, tell me how you're going to hit a home run when you're down like seven to nothing in late innings. How, like, what? You just have no pressure because you know the game is over. So then yeah. you're going to hit a home run? Like, I don't understand. And you know, I, I also really think, I mean, I, I do agree with you that it. I think at this level and with the amount of experience that a lot of these players have, I think it is equally a coach player fault, sort of. If you look at, you know, like younger players, you know, that aren't progressing, then it's probably the coaching, right? Because they're just younger and they don't have as much experience, yada, yada, yada. But, um, you know, there's an issue when you're swinging and missing, and that's all we're doing is swinging and missing. There's a, there's a mechanical problem if you're swinging and missing. All the time. If you're if you're hitting it and putting it in play, at least you're putting it in play and you're giving your team a chance, right? You're giving yourself mm-hmm. a chance. But that's also the thing with with looking at strike three that I just don't understand. It's don't you want to give yourself a chance? Yeah,
1: even you, even
0: if you're and, swinging at something at your eyeballs, at least you're giving yourself a chance.
1: Yeah, well, unless you're David Fletcher or Vlad Guerrero, you should not be doing that.
0: <laughs> David <laughs> Fletcher fair. can get
1: away with it. But-
0: And he does get away with it.
1: Absolutely. In-
0: Oh, it's fine.
1: In incredible fashion. But, you know, it's just so frustrating when like, there's not even situational hitting, you know? And the other thing is, okay, great. We get a guy on second base with a double with two outs. Literally, there's nobody on the team right now, maybe besides Luis Renifo, who I legitimately feel comfortable with, batting with two outs. Honestly, like the way we've been before the All-Star break, you might as well just, you know, bunt because it's over. There's no situational hitting. There's no smart at-bats. There's so many opportunities where you got a guy on second base with either no out or one out where there's no bunting. Right. There's no, oh, I'm just going to try to slap the ball the other way. It's no, I'm going to hit a home run.
0: Exactly. Well, because- oh, you see this
1: girl in the second row? Get ready for it. It's coming.
0: You are so right, and i and I don't know. Maybe again, maybe it's just my experience with the game. I don't know, but i I will never understand why you why we would rather try to hit a home run than try to score. And it does feel like that sometimes. Like yep. I, yeah, i don't I don't know why we're not trying to bump the ball more. I don't know, I don't know why we're not trying to you know, slap the ball the other way when there's a shift. And I get a lot of flack for this on, on social media. And I don't, I don't really care because, you know, it, it's, it's not as simple as like, oh, well, the pitcher's throwing the ball where the shift is. It's not that simple. It's, it's, it's not that simple, but um yeah, I don't, I don't know why we're not, you know, looking at more pitches when it's a close game in late innings. I don't know why we're not, Trying to put the ball in play more early on, like these are just things that you know high school, like like high school players can understand that concept, and it yeah it feels like there's just no direction. They're just going up there and doing whatever they want to do.
1: I absolutely, I, I completely agree with you, and it's 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 frustrating because once again, yeah. like I said a hundred times, there's really no way to articulate what's happening. There's right. really no re, no way to boil it down and be like oh it's this, but. Um,
0: Okay, well, then let me ask you this. Do you think it's internal? Do you think there's an internal problem?
1: You know, we're we've been on record multiple times on this podcast saying that I think it starts from the top. Honestly, I, I believe it it really boils down to Artie Moreno and it trickles its way down. I think Artie Moreno lets not let's either himself, who's obviously not a baseball man. He, he's a businessman. you know he he pretends he knows baseball, and that's fine. You know he <laughs> He doesn't do a good job, but yeah, exactly. And what I'm saying is he doesn't let the guys make the decision who should make the the decisions, right? Billy Epler was never the problem. I said that here multiple times. I got laughed out of the building. Even in the off season, I told Todd, Billy Epler is going to do great with the Mets. It's in there. People don't believe me. Scroll back far enough. You'll find the episode where I say it and Todd literally laughed at me. (laughs) And I was, you know, and now he's not the issue. (laughs) Uh, Even Jerry DePoto was not the issue. So I think the problem here is already fiddling with, you know, non-baseball moves. You know, we don't always need to get the sexy name. We don't need to get the big name. Sometimes it's all about getting the right. That's what sells tickets. Yeah, you know, winning also sells tickets. Hey. What a concept,
0: right?
1: Yeah, right? I mean, I I bet you wanted to go watch Anthony Rendon bat when we were losing 14 straight. (laughs) He was actually in the lineup. You know, I bet. Yeah. We have Trout, we have Otani, we have Rendon, great. Does it lead to wins? And that's kind of where I am now. So, you know, the last topic before I, I let you go, and, you know, thanks for the time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Again, thank you so much for having me. I'm having a phenomenal time talking baseball with you, even though it's mainly sad stuff.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Literally, <laughs> any, anytime you want to come on, let us know. But, yeah. Okay. So... I'm going to give you a couple of names and I want you to let me know if they'll be here after the trade deadline. And I'm not going to hold you to these. I really just want you to give me your hunch. Um, You know, and and you can even give me a part two, if you'd like, like if I tell you a name and you're like, Oh, you know, he's not going to get traded, but I would trade him. That's I'll I'll let you do that. But that's on you. Okay. Okay. All right. So let's start with a guy like Noah Cinderella. You know, he's a free agent after this year. Will he be on the team come August 3rd?
0: I'm gonna go with no. I'm gonna go with no. Although I think that one is kind of a tough one.
1: I would go with no as well. And you know, I, I can legitimately see a, an avenue where I would trade him. I like Noah Syndergaard. I would love I him to be an extension candidate. You know, I think he's doing well with, with who he is. He's coming off Correct, of Tommy John surgery. You know, it's really hard to be at the top of the baseball world like he was three or four years ago. And all of a sudden to be in a situation where, you know, you're struggling to throw 94 to 96 because of Tommy John surgery. That's a major surgery. You know, we're not talking yes. about, you know, getting hearing tubes. We're talking about <laughs> reconstructing your shoulder. Right.
0: Yeah. Tommy so- John is tough. Yeah.
1: Absolutely, and there's so many guys who come back from Tommy John and never turn out to be the same guy. And then there's guys like Justin Verlander, who is like Tuck Everlasting. I don't know what the Exception to the rule. That. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Justin no Verlander aside. is the exception to the rule. Yeah, absolutely, and I, I hate him because of it. Yeah, he's got a war of .9, five wins, seven losses, but you really can't blame him for it. He's got yeah. an ERA of exactly four, and he started 14 games. Yeah, so I mean,
0: bad. yeah, I, I, I think that, you know, if he continues to work at the caliber that he is now, because you're right, you know, you someone like him is having a hard time throwing mid 90s right now. I can almost promise you he's gone through some sort of identity crisis about who he is as a pitcher now. Right. Absolutely. So I think after having a full season of that under your belt, I would like to hope that he has a better year next year. And I think he will, because he seems to be that type of athlete that like, you know, he is gonna do whatever he has to do to like get better. He has, I hate to say this because it's cringy, but he has that dog in him. He's like that type of athlete. You
1: <laughs> ah, know you're I mean? one of those, okay.
0: Ew, I would <laughs> never be one of those, but that's the only phrase that comes to my stupid little pea brain right now. But that's the only way I could, I could He's explain He's got it. He that seems dog like that
1: type in of him, figure. love it. He has okay. a lot of passion. Okay. I, I like that. He takes care of his body for sure, too. Like, yes. I've seen the videos of him like, doing yoga with Michael Lorenzen, which is the next guy I'm going to bring up. Okay. Michael Lorenzen, a war of .2. He's 6-6 and with a 4.94 ERA. Now, his last couple starts have been bad, admittedly. Yeah. But he was solid. He was arguably he was. our best pitcher for the first, you know, two months of the season there. He was. You know, Shohei was struggling, or mm-hmm. at least just being average. Mm -hmm. Michael Lorenzen was the ace of this team. And then it kind of flip-flopped.
0: That's correct. Um, Do you know what he's getting paid right now? I don't know off the top of my head. Because, unfortunately, Uh I think money is a big issue.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, let me look that up real quick. So, he's on a one-year $6.75 million contract.
0: And he's...
1: And keep in mind, he is currently injured. I don't think he's on the IL just yet. Oh, he is, yeah. Lorenzo has been out of the 15-day list. Never. Oh, okay. He is expected to return in early August. So depending how early, he might not even be eligible to be traded. But in a hypothetical world where he is eligible to be traded, is that somebody the Angels look at moving because he was so good at the beginning of the season?
0: I think. I think I like – well, I don't want to say I think I like our chances of keeping him, but I do think that we do keep him. And I think that a trend that I'm seeing a lot of – just with the angels organization in general is the of is, is this idea of the hometown kid. Like he, you know, again, he went to Fullerton high school. He's local to orange County. I, I think if I had to pick again, it's more of a coin flip for me, but I would think we would probably keep him because you're right. He showed a lot of promise at the start of the season.
1: Yeah. I think he gets an extension. I think yeah. he's going to be getting, you know, roughly what he's getting this year. I, I think he gets about a three-year deal. I think it's yeah. like a, Oh six, eight, ten situation. We give him six mm-hmm. next year, ten, uh, eight the following year, and then 10. It's gonna be something like that. I think maybe mm-hmm. there's a fourth year option involved with the buyout, yeah. but I, I I would go that avenue with him. And honestly, I don't think I'd mind that so much.
0: I don't mind it either. I like him.
1: Yeah, I do too. He's got that dog in him.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: That's right, baby. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so we talked about him earlier, Max Stassy. He's a name who's <laughs> floated around a little bit. You know, is he a guy who you think about moving?
0: I mean, okay, I'm going to take you up on your part two offer. If it were up to me, yes, please. Okay. I don't want, I, please.
1: Okay, but is this a bias? Is this like, I don't like him, so I want him to move? And I don't mean that maliciously. I just mean it like, you know, you just don't think he's the answer long term here.
0: No, I don't. I mean, I think all you, I mean, I, again, if you take the name away from the stats, I mean, why, why would you want those stats to be your starter? And there, and there's things that don't even get, you know, written down in stats, right? Like these late inning um strikeouts, looking these late inning pass balls, these late inning, you know, I'm going to, I guess, lob the ball the second to try to throw them out. Um that isn't recorded in the stats, right? So, I, I mean, yeah. maybe there's a little bit of bias in there, but even without my bias, I say no. Please no.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, here's a guy who's really polarizing for Angels fans. Joe Adele.
0: Oh, man, Joe Adele. I thought you were going to say the other polarizing one, but I think you're going to save that one for last. Um, Joe yeah. Adele. Um, I... I want him to succeed so bad, and I think that's the general consensus is that he.
1: Adam, uh, you'd be surprised.
0: Well, actually, yeah, I think you're right. I think that I think you're either on one side or the other about something about Joe Adele. But you know what he is kind of doing, and some other players aren't doing is he's. all. although he isn't doing that great out in the outfield, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that at, at all. He's actually not good at all. So I'm I'm hoping that that is improving. You know, you, know you, you see where he does the best out in the outfield, and I think it's left field, right? That's kind of like his best
1: outfield I, I, position. I think that's what people say. He's been playing a lot of right field this year, but I think that's more because right. of need.
0: Yeah. So you know what? I am going to say yes, even though some people probably wouldn't agree with I, I would like him to stay.
1: I think he gets traded. I, I think he gets traded. Really? Okay. I, I think well, Perry's gonna try to make a move where like, oh, we're still trying to contend. Like they're gonna go out there, yeah. they're gonna get a guy like a, like a Luis Castillo type guy, a guy who's still young, a guy who still has some control. And mm-hmm. I think they use Joe Adele as the big chip there.
0: Yeah, that, that's actually a good point. I think that as a trade piece, he uh, turns more heads than someone like maybe Max Stassi would. So yeah. that, that's true. I, I agree with you on that.
1: That's fair. St- Stassi's just the name who I, I was given, you know.
0: Yeah, no, 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 I know.
1: I don't exactly know like who else has value. I mean, obviously guys like Taylor Ward, but I mean, you know, we'll we'll skip those kind of guys who are probably fringe guys. And I'll go to 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 the Mac Daddy of them all. And you know who I'm gonna say, so I'm gonna put you yep. on the spot. Shohei Otani. Does oh, he get man. traded? And would you trade him?
0: Yeah. Um and I I've I've ready to
1: unfollow people.
0: <laughs> I know, right? Get ready. to Hit that unfollow button. It's fine. Um, you know, I've I've ebbed and flowed with this one a lot over the last uh, month or so. And ugh. Geez, I, I feel like for me it, it kind of changes on a on a on a daily basis, just depending on how I feel that day.
1: I agree with you.
0: But as much as much as it doesn't make sense or that we hate to admit that like he is the by far the best two way player to ever play a game of major league baseball. Like I I will die on that hill like you know people will say whatever they want to say about Babe Ruth. I don't care. The man
1: He was a plumber.
0: Right, exactly my point. So as much as it doesn't make sense for someone to say that like one two way player isn't going to change things for a ball club, he's he's not. And for me, I think the issue is that okay, let's say we do give him this contract, right? At the end of the day, all we're doing is just giving him more money that now we can't give to other people that we want to put around him. I love Shohei Otani. At the I, like when I am, you know, an old woman, you know, it's 2090 and I'm in the stands watching a baseball game. Shohei Otani is going to be one of my favorite angels of all time because I mean there's so many reasons to love him, but I, I I don't think that a team with Mike Trout and Shohei Otani wins a World Series. I don't. And at the end, and again, at the end of the day, as an Angels fan, as a baseball fan, as someone that would, you know, do a lot of sick shit for Angels baseball, I want to see a World Series. And I don't think it happens with both of them on the roster.
1: Love that take. Absolutely love it. Like it, it brings me legitimate pain to sit here in a situation. Where I say we need to trade Shohei Otani. Now, you know, Angels fans are are, are pissed, right? Because it's we have this guy. We have this guy who is literally the most talented baseball player we've ever seen. I'm aware that we watched Mike Trout play baseball. But right. Mike Trout doesn't throw 101 miles an hour consistently. Nope. Mike Trout doesn't have a 60 mile an hour curveball on top of throwing 101 miles an hour. You know, Mike Trow hits bombs, but so does Shohei Ohtani. The thing with Shohei Ohtani Mm -hmm. is when he is healthy, and we've finally seen that, he is by far the most talented player I've ever seen. The most talented absolutely. Let's forget baseball for a second. There's honestly like no sport that I can't see Otani playing and succeeding. Yeah.
0: Absolutely agree with you. The man is so athletic and he didn't start out that way, right? Like he didn't yeah, start out as this being... big Jack six, four <laughs> dude. Like he was a scrawny guy and yeah. all of us, like, like you look at his, like I was watching some of his highlights when he was playing over in Japan he was... and he looks <laughs> like a, like a child.
1: Yeah. He's so well, small. He was. He well,
0: I mean, yes, yeah, true. But like compared to how, like he looks like a grown man that you're you're absolutely right. He could probably go be a wide receiver on a football team. He could probably be, you know, like a
1: shooting guard a,
0: like like he he could do it all. I agree with you.
1: So I, mean, I, think I So, yeah, I mean, he literally <laughs> went from just like, you know, from being a little boy to zaddy, like immediately. Yes.
0: I mean, you said it.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, the guy's absolutely talented. So, you know, it it really pains me to be in a situation where I say, yeah, we do need to trade him. But here's the thing. We've had Rendon, we've had Otani, we've had Trout. We're not waiting for a situation for them all to be healthy for the first time. I, I, I guess we are. But what I'm saying is we've been waiting on this for a couple of seasons. You know, this isn't like a situation where like, oh, we just got one of these guys. There's potential there's been potential, and unfortunately, we're stuck in this Rendon contract. There is yeah. nothing we can do to get anybody to take that contract. Yeah. You know, That'd can you good. get somebody to take the Mike Trout contract? In theory, sure. But you elected that Mike Trout was going to be your guy. You signed a lifetime contract as well in the form of How do you
0: not elect Mike Trout to be your guy?
1: Exactly. You know, Mike Trout's the most consistent player in Major League Baseball. No doubt about that. Because, you know, another thing with Shobhi Otani is he lacks consistency. He was great at the dish, last yes. season. Yeah, yeah. He was good last season until the all-star break. The All-Star then break. couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. And yeah. then this year started off really, really cold. And it wasn't until like the last like three weeks before the break that he started yeah. to heat up at the dish. Yeah. And, all, we, and almost the same thing pitching-wise. Average pitcher, average pitcher. And all of a sudden the last six starts – Turn into the best pitcher in baseball. And he yes. has that potential. And we know he has that potential yes. on both sides. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I, I do think you need oh. to trade him. Uh, you know, people are going to hate me, you know, and people are going to hate us. But at the end of the day, oh, wow. this team needs to win. And yep. I'm right there with you. They're not going to do mm-hmm. it with Rendon, Trout, and Otani on the roster, especially not making – 30 to 40 million respectively each. Right. Cause Otani's is going to demand that kind of number. Cause he deserves Which, that.
0: Absolutely. That. He's two players in one body. I mean, you should, I, I don't blame him. Um, the only, the only issue though is, and, and maybe this will get less people to click on follow is that if you think about, if you think about our owner, I don't, I, I, I can't say it's as easy for him to let him go. Because you think about, and we talked about this earlier, right? Artie Moreno doesn't, at least seemingly, doesn't care about World Series. He cares about selling tickets. And even though we are, however many games under 500, there's still people going to Angel games. And you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm not guilty because I'm guilty of that myself. But you know, tickets are still selling, and people around the world to watch Angels baseball because of Shohei Otani. So that's the Absolutely. other thing with him is that it's not just his athleticism, but it's what he brings to the table off the field, his marketability, like the viewership, the Jersey sales. There's also that whole other layer on top of it. And that might be enough for Artie to say, we're gonna keep him.
1: Yeah, you know, after all I said right now about the needing to trade him, let me also say this the angels will not trade. He will live out his days here as an angel. So next season, he will most likely become a free agent because I I just, I don't see a situation where he wants to re-sign here again. Not because he's not having fun, but it's like, Otani striking him as a guy who's not motivated by money. And that's just because, you know, the whole- completely agree with you. The whole Japanese culture has always kind of been about respect and, you know, what you have and being appreciative for what you have. You know, every Japanese person who I know, is very much about you know respect for your family, you know respect for yourself, and all that. And I just don't think he's money motivated. So I think you can literally give him a blank check, and be like here, and he'll go somewhere else where he has a chance to win. And still make a little bit of coin, of course.
0: I think you're exactly right.
1: But yeah, he'll be an angel through next year. and we'll get nothing for it. He'll go somewhere else. yep, and unfortunately, we'll see him win a ring somewhere else. And you know, yep. As much as it would pain me to see him in any other uniform, like no matter what uniform he is in, I will be happy for Otani the man. Because I know he's a good person. You know, he's a great player. He's a generational player. That's just a guy who you appreciate and enjoy. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. Although I would hate to see him in Dodger blue. That shit
1: would piss Uh, me off. Agreed, but I would still be happy for him. Yeah. Individually.
0: Yeah, individually, yes. I mean, I there's a few places where I feel like it would kind of make sense, even though we would hate to see him leave. Um, but I, I think you're exactly right, which is so funny because you think about the three options of re-signing him, trading him, and letting him become a free agent. We're gonna let him become a free agent because oh, it's Angels baseball, it's, baseball, it's baseball being the so Angels. like,
1: yep. yeah, yeah. I'm like, like, can you go to like like the Padres or like the Giants? So I can still yeah, be like, yeah. There you go. There you go. I don't I hate like either of those teams.
0: I like that. I I could I could I could see him going to San Francisco. That's one of the teams that I think could yeah. find a nice little home there.
1: I'm just really scared he's gonna go to the Dodgers. Him and like Juan Soto will both go to the Dodgers.
0: That would be so disgusting. Like that would be gross. so gross.
1: Absolutely. That would make
0: me so angry.
1: Yeah, the only thing like would make me like kind of happy is if he doesn't go to the Dodgers and he doesn't go to the Yankees. That, that way, I can just be like, ha, you guys couldn't buy this guy. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think I think the Yankees have a. I, I think the Yankees will would go out of their way more than the Dodgers would be to sign him. Um, yeah. Personally, I think I think seeing him in pinstripes would be less weird than seeing him in Dodger blue.
1: Yeah, I guess that's fair. I don't know. I just hate the Yankees in New York so much. I'm literally in New York as we speak. I hate this state. I hate really? Yeah, I come here once a month for work, and I hate it.
0: Oh, I'm sorry.
1: It's disgusting. Have you been in New York?
0: I have a few times, yes. Um, I, I mean, I mean, there's parts of it that are cool, but I would not be happy if I had to travel there for work.
1: Every month.
0: Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it doesn't. It's like, it was, what, 98 degrees today with, like, 85% humidity. And I'm like, why do you live? I'm like, at Mike Trout, why do you live here? This is disgusting. It's, what do yeah. you eat? All there is here is diners and, like, fast food. What do you eat here? Pizza. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> like, New York, New Jersey are, like, the same thing in terms of food. Just bad yeah, food yeah, and, true. like, yeah. So.
0: Philly cheesesteaks.
1: <laughs> Those are okay. Yeah, I like the
0: cheese cheesesteaks. <laughs>
1: All right. Uh, do you have any closing anything? You know, obviously, you know, plug your your TikTok and all that. But you know, closing thoughts.
0: Right. Um. You know, do I have any closing thoughts? That's a good one. I mean, you know.
1: Any closing rants in you, really? What's that? Any closing rants? You know, we need some sound bites.
0: Well, let me look at. <laughs> I know, right? Let me. Let me. So. I'm the type of person that likes to write a lot of notes. So I do have some notes written down. Um, so let me just make sure that there isn't anything that we missed. I mean, oh, I actually have a question. Did we ever figure out who we're getting or what we're getting for Tyler Wade?
1: Uh, not yet. It was cash considerations, a player to be named later and nothing's been announced. And
0: nothing's happened. Right. I mean, do we have any inkling of an idea of who we're getting?
1: I think it'll be a cash consideration thing, because here's the thing. A, what's the point of the Yankees not just picking up his contract immediately when he was waived? The only thing I can think of is to save money, because here's the thing. He cleared waivers, so that means instead of paying him the $100,000 you would have had to pay him to keep him on the 40-man, they're now paying the 12000 a year that minor leaguers get right. You get Tyler Wade back. Which once again, I'll use this as my excuse to say, minor leaguers are criminally underpaid.
0: You could have a whole discussion about that,
1: and we have. Over, I agree with you. I don't Except know. Except Rob much, Manfred
0: doesn't seem to think that it's an issue.
1: So. Absolutely, I don't know how 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 much you've really kept up with us. I know you you just started to follow us. Yes. But like we've done a ton of stuff with minor leaguers. We've had roundtables. we We yes. fed the 66ers before. So we've we've wow, tried to do okay. everything we can to that's try amazing. to A that. keep that under the spotlight and B try to help these kids just a little bit.
0: Yeah, because that's the thing. They're kids, most of them yep. at least. Yep. Kids.
1: Yep. Most of them They're can't really even a- go
0: get a beer if they want to.
1: They cannot. And apparently a meal either. <laughs> that's true. Yeah.
0: That's uh that's cool though. I love, I mean. What, what teams in particular, like, more local to? Yeah,
1: the, the Inland Empire 66ers is the Angels okay. yeah. low A team. So right. we did that last year. So we'd like to expand to do more. So
0: That's really cool. I love that.
1: I love well, there that. you go. We'll let you know if we have any others in the future.
0: Yes, please. Yes, please.
1: Next um... was supposed to be tacos. Love a good yeah, because last year we did sushi for them. So this year is supposed to be a, getting a taco guy.
0: I love that. Everybody loves a taco guy. Yep.
1: Everybody
0: loves a taco guy. Yeah, I think we pretty much touched on touched on everything. Um, in terms of things, that, ending rants that I have, you know, I think that as an Angels fan, if if you're like me and you're trying to be optimistic, you know, and you're trying to stay positive, I, it, it's very easy to be a Debbie Downer about this team right now, and I understand that. But, you know, I think the best that we can do right now is just enjoy watching what we have of Shohei Otani because he is just so disgustingly talented this year, and it's been so fun to watch him. I um, love that. It, it, I, mean, it, I mean, it's true. Like it, Again, one of the few bright spots is him, right? So, I... I just, I guess all we can really do is just kind of cross our fingers and see what happens. Although I am, I am particularly excited about a few people that we picked up in the draft, um, which, you know, we didn't really talk about that, which is totally fine. Cause that's again, a whole other discussion.
1: But, we haven't got a draft episode yet. So if you want huh? to ever come on here and talk about the draft, you let me know.
0: Okay. I mean, I would be down for that. Uh, again, there's a few names that I'm pretty excited about, um, so, yeah, I would be down. But, we'll bring um,
1: Taylor Blake Ward on for that one.
0: Ooh, yeah, there you go. Super down. Super down. So, I don't know. I, I guess just in, enjoy what you can. Take, take the Angels baseball for what it is. And, you know, hopefully the, the future – Will be bright, but, um, you know, I also did hear a few people, uh, the other night talking about, you know, like boycotting some games or bringing some signs. I'm not opposed to that. Um, you know, let, let your dollar bills speak for themselves. Right. So if you really feel like something needs to change internally, don't, I would say don't, don't go to games. I mean, look at what Oakland is doing. Right. Yeah. Nobody's going to Oakland anymore. I mean, which and right? They're going to they lose know? their team because of it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Although
1: I—that's yeah, <laughs> the difference. That's
0: that's, that, that's a that's a fair point. Which poor Oakland man? I mean, that that city has just been through it the last however many years.
1: Gross. But well, I know. I, I know. I'm, 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 I said it. I'm, the stadium's gross. The the team's yeah. not that great anymore. But they had they had years of being good. So. That's kind of why I hate their whole argument about like, oh, well, we're not standing for this tanking thing. I'm like, guys, your organization like had their chance. You made the playoffs multiple times. You know, unfortunately, at some point you do have to tear it down. You know, at at some point you just have to. You can't be in denial forever. I mean, look at the Cubs, right? They won the World Series. They tried it for two or three years afterward. It wasn't working out. They're like, well, we're going to tear it down.
0: I still can't believe that. And I have a, I have a Cubs fan sitting over here. So trust me, I, I, yeah, the poor Cubs, man, that's a, that's a tough one
1: too, but, but uh,
0: yeah. Um, I go
1: to Chicago every month for work too. So.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, I've only been to Chicago once. I, I, I played, I played college softball in the Midwest. So I, I made a trip to Chicago once and um, it's cool. I like it more than New York.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I hated Chicago when I first started going there, yeah. but after, I've been going there once a month for two and a half years now. It yeah. grew on me. It grew yeah. on me for sure.
0: Yeah, Chicago is cool. And the one time that I went was during um, St. Paddy's weekend. So okay. the water so was green. rivers and all that. Yeah, right? it, was, it, was, it was really, really cool. I, I would like to go back at some point.
1: Yeah, I see the uh, you know the sex appeal, if you will, of Chicago for sure. New oh York, God. I don't really get it. I'm just kind of like, eh, it's gross and dingy and like it shows its age. But like Chicago, like has those parts where it definitely shows its age. Yeah. But then like they try to rejuvenate that area and like the buildings all the time. I give Chicago props for sure. Yeah, I I agree with you. I agree. But, but uh, um, yeah, yeah totally with you with
0: yeah, I, I don't, I, it's tough because I don't really, I like to be a positive human being and I don't have much positive to say other than, you know, enjoy Shohei while we can and uh, here's to hoping that next season is better, I guess, because it's not happening. It's not happening. So
1: this just year,
0: yeah. time to suck it up for another year. And-
1: yeah, there's um, a, there's always the snap point next year that that Angels fans love to do. Hey, we got next year, and that's right. Next year, right. you know, etc.
0: Exactly. But if you guys would like to cry with me about Angels baseball, I I do. I I am on TikTok. I am on Instagram. Uh, my TikTok handle is Swilly with an underscore, um, and then my Instagram is a little bit different. It's uh, Swilly with 2 Ls and 2 Ys. I got to fix that. I've got to make all my hands. But um but yeah, if you want to if you want to cry about Angels baseball, talk about baseball or if you like softball then your girl All
1: right, there you go. Follow your girl Swilly <laughs> over on TikTok and Instagram for much more uh, funny Angels content. She does some pretty good stuff over there. Yeah. So, thank you so much for joining us. Yes. We hope you had a good time and we hope to see you again
0: absolutely thank you so much again for having me it was a great time even though it was mainly sadness it was fun
1: <laughs> thanks again for listening to halos of the infield everybody make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast youtube all that fun stuff and have a great day have a good one. Oh no i
0: can't do that no i'm not doing that i'm sorry
1: Special thanks to Swilly for joining us here on Halo to the Infield. Feel free to join us anytime. Make sure to leave a five-star review and make sure to drop her a follow as well. Viva Los Angelitos! And thanks for listening.